Dude, are we ready to crack the Zonas? Uh, we <laughs> we're definitely are, dude. All right. All right. Oh. Nice. Dude, sponsor oh. me, Arizona. Arizona, please sponsor us. The state, not the iced tea brand. Oh, are we doing some... <laughs> This just became an ASMR podcast. Dude, everything turns into ASMR oh. with us boys. Okay, here's the thing. I gotta turn the levels up because they're too quiet. Test According to two. logic. Just keep yeah. Well. I think it's fine. It's good. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm 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 at a good level now because I'm talking with more gusto. With gusto. With gusto. May I just say? No. Welcome to the Live, Laugh, Bruv podcast. <laughs> you may not. We are joined today. We don't, by... we don't want you here. Please go away. We are joined today by... Why are you acting like we have guests? If you're Alex listening, Rawlings, if you're listening to this, my it's co-host, too late. What, dude, are you saying that you're my the... My other co-host, <laughs> Stephen Toro. And oh. also his third co-host, Zach Parkinson. I did that through all the interruptions. That was pretty good. Well done. I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to be talking about two films that we watched over the last two nights. We watched Knives Out and we watched Predestination. Yeah. So uh, Predestination is uh, a movie that I really enjoyed and we'll get to your guys' feelings about it yep. uh, soon enough. But uh, Knives Out was kind of spoiled for me. I watched a YouTube video that kind of spoiled the entire story before actually having seen the movie. So um, I didn't really get to enjoy the... I want to know movie. if if at, at what point... Okay, when you started watching the YouTube video, did you know that you were going to watch the movie? Mm-mm. Okay. Did I the, didn't think I was going to watch the movie. Okay. But then, so you watched the YouTube video because you didn't think you were going to watch it and you didn't think it was a big deal? I didn't know if I was going to watch it. I also, there was no point where he, the video like explicitly said we're, we're going to get spoilers. spoilers. And then they just started doing spoilers. Right. Yeah. The other thing that happened was the, um, it, the video's explanation was so interesting that I just kept wanting to watch the video. Mm -hmm. And then it got to like a point where it like spoiled one thing. And I thought, I'm like, that oh was my the gosh. Thing. And I thought that was the thing. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess I got to watch the whole video now. And then it spoiled something else. And then it spoiled like a third thing. Okay. So, then, so yeah. given that our, many of our viewers, well, Z sorry, given that Zach did not have the experience, um, uh, the opportunity, I should say, to stop watching in order to avoid spoilers. We are letting you know this is going to be a spoiler-full podcast for both uh, movies, for both films. Yeah. And so, if you are interested in watching those films, spoiler-free, get out of here, go away. We yeah. don't want you. Please leave, unless you're Arizona. Sponsor me, Arizona. Yeah, but hashtag. Then you can leave after you sponsor us. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to stay. You're I think legally you obligated leave. to state of Arizona. Yes. Cool. All right. Where do we begin? How do where do we want to do we do we want to start talking about predestination first, or do you guys want to talk about knives out first? I don't know. That's a really hard. Question. We watched knives out first. Yeah. But and we're gonna be comparing these two movies. Why are we comparing these two movies, Alex? Because they both are very twisty. I also suggested that we watch Angels and Demons, which is another movie with great twists. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> we were not feeling angels and demons last night. I don't want to see a bad Tom Hanks movie right I now. I really want to see a bad Speaking Tom Speaking of which, movie. have you guys seen Big? Big? No. The Tom Hanks? Oh, man. That's, that's, a, a, that's a weird movie. I've heard it's, it's about a, a kid that turns into a man, and then he, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, he falls in love with an adult woman. Yeah, and you, yeah. you know where it goes from there. Yeah. Apparently. It's weird, but interesting. Um, why don't we talk about, I feel like this is going to go better if we talk about predestination first. Okay. We're predestined to talk about it first. Sure. Um, so predestination, the premise is, if you watch the trailer, uh, for predestination, it's a time travel action, action movie adventure. featuring Ethan Hawke as, uh, the lead. Discount Josh Brolin. <laughs> Yeah, Alex is convinced that he looks like Josh Brolin. He does. Okay, he kind of does. Let me. Yeah, he kind of totally does. does. I want to pull up, uh, especially if you if side you, by side of the James Franco and Buster Scruggs, because I'm still okay, convinced. No, okay. If you if you've watched uh, Hail Caesar, and you look at Josh Brolin in that movie and compare him to mm. Ethan Hawke in this movie, they look. It just looks like it's Josh Brolin, but like he's a little bit thinner, and is a lot just. I, I think I'm with Alex. I think he looks more like Josh Brolin. I'm not going to disagree. I don't think he doesn't look like James Franco in, in the, the Ballad, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. But I think he looks more like Josh Perlman. Anyways, um, all the all the visuals aside, uh, since none of our our listeners can, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see can it see them. Much. Oh um, man, I see it. I it's, it's in the eyes, you know. Yeah, he does do the same kind of squinty thing. Yeah, but also I'm, I Josh I agree Brolin that I agree that, that his I agree that his uh like his like jaw features like his facial like constr- const- construct is is definitely different, but they both have the same uh physical like tone. I don't know how else to describe that. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. They got the same swag. Um, so, predestination, time travel, action adventure movie. Yep. In comparison to Knives Out, a whodunit murder mystery. These are the things that these movies are pitched as. How much would you say that either of these movies fulfill those roles? Sorry, I'm on Facebook right now. There's a there's a page that I found called the New National Anthem, and basically the whole the whole premise of this page is they is they post. Uh, there's a there's a clip of Peter Griffin at a baseball game being like, ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you your new national anthem. And this and one puts is the, a song. They play the Halo theme, and it's really good. It's inspiring to me. Oh. Um. So we're we should just have Halo as our our theme. That's probably we just lo- got copyright striked. No, dude, uh, Microsoft frick. doesn't sue people. They don't have lawyers. <laughs> huh. Wow. Okay. What an interesting take. <laughs> um, that's a hot take for sure. Um, speaking of hot takes. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys like Predestination? I, th- I, I, okay. Here's what, the, I'll, I'll, a scale of, do you guys want to do one to five or one to 10? I, I hate one to five. That's one to 10. It's a baby ten. scale. Yeah. It's a scale ten. for people who don't know what's up. Um, cause I, you can use halves in one to 10 and it, so makes I would sense. say going yeah. into this predestination, it was probably one of my favorite movies. 
Yeah. Having heard your guys' critiques, I think I I rated a little lower than I, I previously did. Okay, here's here's my thing with it. It has I, I think you gotta rate it first. Oh no. Okay, actually that's No, give not give fair. your explanation, then yeah. rate it. Okay. Um I I like the premise. I okay. think the premise is is a, a cool idea. Um and I totally get like where the filmmakers are coming up. They probably came up with like the the oh man, what if there's a guy who was a time traveler but like he was his own parent infinitely and it's, he was his whole life is a loop and um yeah, I, where am I going with this? I think they they wrote the screenplay around that and didn't do enough to to make the mm, the plot mm-hmm, yeah. as interesting. Um so yeah, like it's a really neat concept, but I think they didn't they didn't really go far. Right. Enough. It actually suffers from the exact same thing as in time which we were discussing briefly before. Right. It's got a cool concept. Yeah. Uh the the concept itself is an actual plot concept as opposed to a world concept, which is what in time has. Right. Yes. In time has a cool world concept. Yeah. Um, predestination is a cool plot concept. So if you guys haven't yep. seen the movie, here's the spoilers. Uh, the TLDR, as they say, it's basically uh, Ethan Hawke is this is this time traveling guy. He works for this this company organization, or whatever. They use these little boxes. It looks like, kind of like a violin case to travel through time. Um, they can only go 50 years into the future or into the past from the zero point, which is when time travel was invented in 1981. Yeah. I think that's the premise they did that's like some very minor exposition that you can miss but it's in the movie um the interesting thing about the ethan hawk character is that um ethan hawk was born as a woman named jane mm-hmm. and uh jane grew up then uh met some dude who broke her heart but also left her pregnant then she gets pregnant, has a baby. They have to do a C-section and they find out that she's got like her, her whole, like all of her, uh, her reproductive organs get destroyed in the process of the C-section well, slash having a baby. Technically only half her reproductive Well, because organs. she has a second set that are all male. She's so they intersex. turn her into a man at, sort of because, kind of. well, yeah, so yeah. that she can pee. Well, yeah, I, that's like, kind of the explanation the movie gives. They're like, yeah, you, that's what yeah, we can get you a, a working urinary, urinary tract. tract. Yeah, yeah, that is that is what they said. That is that yeah, is I the, mean, the point. So regardless, which is I I think not an illegitimate reason. I think to do no, that. that's that's a legit reason. Yeah, it does. does otherwise, it does sound a little ridiculous die. at first. She's not. You yeah. can't pee. You it wouldn't die. be a functioning person. No. no, you'd have to get one of those like kidney things. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. those clean I, your like, kidney things. And also, like this surgery took place like in Hemodialysis? the 60s is that what that's called <laughs> if you can't pee you die that's uh i forget the actual, <laughs> if you can't pee you die that's the actual um, name of our no podcast. but like back in the 60s they, obviously i think the processes would be different i think now they might like consult with the person before doing this. oh yeah well um i that that was the part that's kind of like hmm kind of weird that they're just like eh well, because yeah, she could probably could have lived for like long enough after having the C-section yeah. that they could ask her, like, then put her back under. You this know, is they didn't the have situation. to do it right now. This is what we probably should do. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But regardless, anyways. that's what happens. Yeah. Um. Years later, uh, she's her her first of all, her child gets kidnapped. Yeah. Then, 
she or she slowly transitions into being a man, names herself John. Now John is in the future, and Ethan Hawke, who is actually Jane, who is actually John, is talking to John at a bar in the 70s. <laughs> and then takes John back to meet Jane, who is the same person. John falls in love. They, they, yeah, they, they, they do it. They John have a kid. John falls in love with himself. Yes, John falls in love with himself, but his female self, his female past self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this movie is really hard to explain. Genetically, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, I, I'm still standing by the, the assumption a, that if they're both 100% the same DNA, they have a clone. No, no, that's not how that works because if it doesn't, if if they both, if the twenty three chromosomes they choose are both the ones that don't line up, then yes. But if there's one that there's the same chromosome, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a birth defect. Interesting. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, because if there's well, no, in this case, the birth defect is that they they had an intersex child there we who go. is okay. actually themselves. Yeah. Okay. So sure. But and also, like, I guess the premise is is that this takes place the same way over and over again. So regardless of what the, there's like there's no butterfly effect here there's yeah nothing. no no this movie is interesting because most time travel movies uh, I, I was talking to you guys about this last night most time travel movies have to pick like what camp they fall in for how their time travel works yeah it can you change the past is everything just set in stone if you do change the past what happens do you get a divergent timeline or is it what would is when you change the past, that's what always happened, and that's just part of the time loop. And that's kind of the premise this movie works off of. But because nothing actually changes, no one at any point changes the past. All the changes that happen in the past have already happened, and they've always happened that way. Yeah. And and the, all the character changes that happen are, are things that have already happened. But like, oh, dude, that's really hard to wrap your head around. Because there's like a, kind of like a, a a second time dimension here where like... Something started. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, no, no. It's really hard to because the, to the your head okay. Around. So so the prop the prop the, the the issue with that and like and your thing is like this is well this is just a loop it's just happened, mm-hmm. but they aren't living in a like they are living on Earth where time is still linear. So something started like there is a beginning, which, well, I I think that the movie assumes that there isn't. The movie, the movie <laughs> assumption, the assumption is, is that so the, the, in this universe, which sure. is Earth, yep. quote unquote, um, there are certain time events that if you were one of the people who has been given the ability to time travel using a time machine, whatever, that that has always been the way that it has been for you. And that's, that it's just the same as there being, there's one timeline and everyone's living in that linear way, but they're also living in a linear way that just happens to jump around at different points. Mic placement. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, regardless, I don't think this is the, this is the point. So what, what made this movie fail for you guys? Um, it, it did it fully fail. It's so it, the, the ending of the movie was just like, Hey guys, Here's our here's our idea. Now you know why we made this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was it the whole, the movie was right. was really just the revealing of the plot device, mm. and they're like not mm-hmm. the plot itself. Mm-hmm. The mo- the point of like, I don't generally have an issue with with non plot driven movies as long as like it's interesting. 
But like, yeah, this is a it's a cool concept, but I don't think on its own. Like, it's a neat thought experiment. I like it as a thought experiment. I like being like, if someone just like, hey, you ever thought about this? We're like, oh, that would make an interesting movie. If you have something to go along with it, like if you like the 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 head of the the time travel dude, like. I don't know if I want it to end with like a big action set piece where like all the John and Jane and everyone <laughs> comes to like him and they're like, oh, have like a big fight with him and they kill uh, that, him. That would feel a little bit too... Yeah, that'd be like, cheesy. That'd yeah. be really dumb. Um, but like... But okay, so to compare it, there's a great movie that's like almost the same thing. Yeah. So it's the same sort of... There is one major big plot plot device, bunch of twists. Um, you don't see them till the end. But... The stakes are there and the drama is there. And you guys kind of felt like by the end of this movie, there wasn't really any drama and there wasn't really any stakes. Yeah. Um, so the movie that I'm talking about is The Prestige. I love The Prestige. Um, and The Prestige is laid out in a very similar way where it's kind of got all these different plot twists throughout, but you don't... But at the end, it still leads to a dramatic moment. Yeah. Right, and it has stakes because there's characters that we care about. Yeah. Now, to be clear uh, as well, the Prestige is a much longer film. Yeah. Um, I, Predestination clocks in right like, a, it's like an hour, an hour and thirty-seven, yeah. something like that. Hour thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the Prestige is like at least two hours. Two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I think that the the Predestination could have been a better movie, maybe if it was like another half hour longer. Yeah, it felt like that was the end of the second act. It's like, oh man, we're just realizing all this stuff, and now we have to do something with this information but they don't do anything within the information. They're just like, okay, that's the end of the second act. This is a stage play, because stage plays have two acts, generally. Ah. But the, 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 that's a different story structure than a film, which has three. Because, right. like, you know, first act is exposition, and then two, the second act is just like, this, where most of the story happened. And the third act is just like, why? I kind of feel like happen? a lot of stage plays have three acts as well. But uh, it depends. Well, well, it depends. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 regardless, that's that's deviating. Neither from the here point. nor there. Yeah. I, here's okay. Here's here's my take. I agree with a lot of the things said. I I will rate the movie right off the hop. I'll give it a crisp five out of ten. Ooh, dude, nice puffs there. Um, and 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 the reasons are are similar to why we've kind of discussed. Um, uh, Alex's point around, uh, the plot. Um, yeah, for me and for me, that was, that was kind of the major thing was that, um, you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about here at all is that sort of midway through the film, myself and Alex, who are watching this for the first time. And if it hasn't already been clear, Zach has seen this film a couple times pri prior to, um, had kind of sussed out what was going on. Um, and, and so for me, I was waiting for okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm like th this is sort of what's happening as far as um, the actual uh, like plot device of him being the same person across the entire film. You know, he's the uh, little girl who's in the um, orphanage and all this other stuff, right? Uh, and so it's like okay, this is starting to unravel. You're starting to get these little snippets, and it's like okay, well, what? Um, so then, what's going to happen with this? And then. Like you say, the end of the film's like, hey, this is, it's all this thing. Um, and, and so it's like, just kind of feels like a bit of a letdown. The other thing that I talked to Zach about um, yesterday was, you know, we, we got like halfway through the film. Alex had to go pee. Um, so we, we paused. Uh, and Zach was like, so we're about halfway through. What do you think? And I was like, I'm, I'm 
not loving dialogue. And he's like, oh, I don't watch the movie for the dialogue, which is cool. It's a, it's an interesting movie, and that's not necessarily something that um, uh, you need to watch the movie for. However, the first half of the film, as previously mentioned by Alex, is exposition primarily. And so for me, that was a big reason for me not to be interested. I didn't feel like the like the quote-unquote chemistry between the two actors um, in the bar, um, that is Jane and John, uh, was all that crisp. actually to, to make this to make this very clear so um, at some point in the movie the character John oh sorry um, has yes. has a a gets burns her face mm. and then has a facial re- transplant so this character is actually played by two different actors one yep. of them is Sarah Sarah Snook Sarah Snook we don't know how to say it's her last Snook. name it's um, <laughs> Stephen was saying Snook and I was like no just... um, and then Ethan Hawke so uh, Ethan Hawke's character is actually you typically refer to by people who watch the movie as the bartender. Right. Uh, just so that we can differentiate him from sure. John and Jane, yeah, yeah, yeah. his previous selves. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So John and the bartender, I found, I found that dialogue to be very, very stilted and it kept me, it kept me out of the film for long enough to not, not feel as engaged as I might have if I... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we when we did get to those sort of reveal points, um, you didn't really care about the characters yeah. because of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I would agree with the five out of ten. That's a, I think that's a that's a good rating. Five points for a, a really interesting concept and a really a really cool idea, and then the 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 the, the rest docking of, of the five points is for all the execution is for yeah just a poor execution. So now let's compare this movie to Knives Out. Um, I didn't I, like as I said before. I did not get to appreciate this movie. Oh man! Um, having not seen it, uh, dude, I just love. I, oh man, I've never seen. I've never. I don't know. I don't think I've seen a movie that's just like okay. And now it's a different genre. That was that was really cool idea because it's like oh it's a it's a who done it. We got to figure out. Who killed this man? Was but it then, actually a suicide, or was it a murder? And then there's like a a bing coin flip, and then but they like, actually the movie actually gives you imagery for when it switches genres. There's yeah, a part so, where Daniel Craig's character flips a coin in the air, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to the part where we find out who the killer is. It's yeah. the main character who we're all rooting for. Mm-hmm. We think she's wonderful, and she accidentally poisoned this guy because she was his nurse and it was medication or whatever yeah then like they actually have the coin flip and then they after this whole flashback happens where we find out that she gave him a bunch of morphine instead of the other drug and now he's gonna die in like 10 minutes or whatever yeah um he and he explains to her how to get away with it basically um and then it cuts back to the coin flipping back down into daniel craig's palm yeah um so they give us like a visual Kind of for that, and I appreciated that. that was I really liked cool. that. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, now it's a it's a crime movie. Now we're just hoping that this person can get away with it somehow, right? Yeah. So then it's like that, and then there's another moment. I forget which which exact moment it is where it's just like, okay, now it's actually, oh, it's um, it's when she's about to reveal. Yeah, she's about to be like, hey guys. I killed him. I killed him. But then Daniel Craig's like, uh-uh, toxicology report says he committed suicide, technically. Because he did. Because, he turns did. out, the drugs were switched. 
she injected him with the correct drug. He slit his throat. But no the reason. label was wrong. Yeah. Well, the label had been switched by somebody with nefarious purposes. Yeah, dude. I figured it was Ransom. I kind of... Dude, just his name. Ransom. His name just makes him sound like a criminal. Yeah. Actually, for I mean, as much as we don't want to believe that Captain America is a criminal. For a bit there, I thought he was actually going to be kind of like a... Like, not necessarily like a nice, reasonable character. But, like, I thought... I thought it was gonna just be like, yeah, I hate my family, so I I convinced the the dude to give all the money to you because I knew I wasn't getting it. I'm like, oh man, that would have been cool, but no, it just turns out that he had already set his mind to not give any of his inheritance to to anyone in the family, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I also I. I I will say that I and I mentioned this before. I was I was mildly let down when it stopped being a whodunit film because because I I wasn't uh, I guess mentally prepared for that to happen, and so when it when it when it when that like was kind of like quote unquote answered, I was a little bit like taken away just sort of like being like oh okay well now we're gonna watch her you know, probably not succeed in getting away. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know, as we near the climax of the film, a bunch of other stuff gets revealed, and, you know, she ends up not having killed him. Uh, and so it, there's there, there there are other plots and twists which brought me back It answers both in. of those plot lines. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it gives you resolution for the resolution you want for the whodunit film because mm-hmm. you find out who did it and who really did it in this case. And you also find... Um, find that the main character um marta is she's safe she's her name is cleared like that sort of thing yeah she gets away with it sort of yeah yeah like and and i i agree with steven a bit like when when the first plot was happening i was like oh well where's this going clearly clearly uh there's something else to this obviously it's not just that she she because i I if if the film ended and it was just her getting caught or getting away with with killing this guy by accident, I just I, I found I would have found that so incredibly dissatisfying. But yeah, uh, the the second plot twist just 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 kind of fixed it. Like the the only reason why I didn't enjoy the first plot twist at first was because of my expectation of how it was going to end. Yeah, so it broke your promise only to tell to tell you later that it lied about breaking that promise. Yeah. Um, and some of this is just regurgitation from the YouTube video that spoiled the movie for me. Yeah. Which was a lo- lovely little breakdown. It was a closer look. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it was. Or you might say the the closer look. I do think, um, I will say one of the things that this film had going for it was a phenomenal cast oh uh i would oh my say goodness there's yeah. just yeah there's D- a lot of so much so much good going on um just as far as the characters go um you know chris evans's character is really he's a really like breath of fresh air in the middle of this film where yes. he just shows up and he's like everybody sucks i hate everything and life is funny mm-hmm. um and that's that's a that's a, a, a good thing while everybody's kind of like uh, on edge, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, the entire family is is just very, very so well done. Very well done. Do you guys like 
how kind of each character in the family is a very specific stereotype. Yeah. Do you guys appreciate that? Do you mm-hmm. think it lays a good groundwork yeah, for Yeah, I like how they're all very unique characters. Right. So it, it may have, at the cost of, um, I've heard this once in it, oh, the weirdest thing that's most like incredibly unrelated to this, but it has to do a little bit with acting. And it was talking about how um, sometimes... If a character's not the most important thing ever, um, it can be instead of just having try, trying to make them seem nuanced, it, it'll just end up having them be bland. Yeah. So it's better just to lean into something and kind of, uh, I think the words that were used is like beat the audience over the head with it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like not. But the thing is, is that when we're only getting those subtle glimpses yeah. of like. Throughout the movie, they interview at the beginning each individual person, and we kind of learn who each of those people are. But we only get little snapshots, right? Yeah. Of each of those characters, but because they kind of beat us over the head with what is this? What is this character? Who are they? What are they doing? What do they want? What is their motivation? Um, they don't need to be nuanced. They just we just need to know who they are. You know? Yeah. Well, you can't you can't have a, a full cast of nuanced characters. You can't have no, that exactly. many. Yeah. Yeah, but some people try to do that, right? And uh, I don't. I yeah, I don't think that's it doesn't that's usually work. And so that actually worked out pretty well, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I would say. I would say very very well. Um, Probably, I would say probably the strongest point of the film for me personally. I, I agree that the story is interesting, but for me, the it really is is a cast driven. What's the word for that? Ensemble. That's the one. Yeah, because you got like Chris Evans, you got Jamie Lee Curtis, you got Frank Oz, <laughs> Frank Oz, you got Anna Anna de, de Armas, something like that. You yeah. Okay. If you guys Daniel don't know who Frank Craig. Oz is, if you guys don't know who Frank Oz is, Frank Oz. I do not is, know who Frank, uh, Frank Oz. Is. You are not knowing who. Uh, he's oh, right. he's, he's, he's Yoda. Watch. He's also Cookie Monster. He's always a lot of the. He's Muppets a lot of yeah. Sesame he's a lot Street of characters. characters. He's, he's but Grover, he, he's, he's just a random lawyer in this yeah. movie. Yeah, and uh, we, <laughs> okay. when we found out that was Frank Oz, it was very funny. Good times. Um, yeah, <laughs> very good. Everybody's yelling at him, and he's like, "You need to go away." And he's like, "Okay." And he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, <laughs> it was pretty good. That's, that's what I wanted this whole time. Come on. Um, oh, do you guys, Kate, was the most wholesome moment in the movie? Kate, you guys thought it was really funny when like Chris Evans was kind of being like, screw you to everybody. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest screw you in that movie was not from Chris, Chris Evans character ransom. I think it was from Nana at the end of the movie when she just laughs you know, because like, <laughs> do you know the part I'm talking about? I, well, when does, yeah, no, I don't remember. Specifically it's right at the end of the laughs. movie um, when like, it's like fully determined that, um, that Marta's getting all of the inheritance or whatever. Is that when she's like standing on the thing with her mug? No, no, no. I'm thinking of, there's a part where they're all sitting together and everyone's just like oh, silent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's just like, <laughs> it's like the funniest thing. Cause she just like, doesn't care. And no one cares about Nana anyway. Yeah. But like, that's why she doesn't care about them, you know, because they don't really care about Nana. Yeah, and also, like, what are they going to do? And what is she going to do with any money? You know, she's just kind of no, like, No, yeah. she's like, 
95 we yeah. don't know that was the that was part of the part yeah of the joke like, oh, she's just really old don't know how old she is her son is 85 when he is killed so okay yeah Ooh, yeah she's not 95 nope. then she's, she's gotta, be gotta be at least 100 at least 100 yeah you would, you would wow. hope slightly older one might you you would hope but um, you don't know Hmm. Yeah, so why does this movie succeed, succeed in ways where our our friend predestination does not? Okay, so I think the key thing that we're going to come to here is so the, why are we comparing these two films? Because because they're both full of twists. They're twisty, and they're also because of their twist-filled kind of thing. Um, I think that the focus of the movie is on the plot for both of these movies. The focus. I'm not going to say... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that you've hit a good point, though, Stephen, is that the characterization and the casting going on in Knives Out is far superior. Mm. And that probably elevates the, the movie a lot. Yeah. And that was kind of your problem with Predestination, was the the characterization, yep. the acting... The casting, the dialogue, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Don't remember. Uh, I would say, so, yeah, we're talking about a, a, a movie with, two movies with a lot of different twists where you're not necessarily sure what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the stakes in Knives Out are high. and And not that necessarily... There, um, one thing that the the cast allows to happen is that we don't necessarily have to ourselves care how much um, the the stakes themselves are. So uh, you know we're talking about this 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 guy who you know killed himself basically has you know eighty million dollars of assets of a publishing company worth millions and millions, um, a giant house worth a lot of money as well um and something there's there is another part of the will that that was read out uh Mm -hmm. and and uh what those those stakes are 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 obviously quite high we're talking about millions of dollars but what makes us actually appreciate them is how the cast responds to those stakes um in a way that we become emotionally attached to you know so all the characters, it becomes a very emotionally heightened, um, where that that type of emotional like heightened doesn't happen in predestination. Like there's yeah. no like there's no right. like yeah. I think heart that they don't they don't like, sell it as as well. Like mm. I think for me, uh, where predestination failed for you, especially with like the characterization, it yeah. definitely didn't. And maybe it's because I've seen it a few times. Maybe it's because. I don't know why, but like I always felt emotions for the main sure. character in that movie, and because of that, I think I appreciate it more. Yeah, and, I, um, and but I will say, I will tell you straight up that Anna Anna de Amas or Armas or however you say her name, I took Spanish for nine years, but you can't tell. <laughs> um, uh, she really, really sells that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really do root for her. That's why, like, even when that breaks that promise and pivots into the will she get away with it, yeah. we're still down with it, sort of. Yeah. Because we care about that character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still want her to succeed. 
It's also it also does helps that the movie sets her up as an underdog. Yeah, because um, everyone likes underdog stories. Like we naturally root for the underdog. So yeah, um, yeah, and also like like if there's a lot of like blackmail and stuff going on, and like the family's like, hey, we know your mom's undocumented, so if you if you don't give us the money, she's gonna get deported. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty it's yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of stakes going on. Yeah, like he does a really good job of of be, saying, "Hey, there's actually stuff that can happen here." The one question I do have, and this is maybe we've been talking about pretty seriously, uh, but what the heck was Daniel Craig's accent in that movie? It was like southern, like a well, Cause, hello cause no, there. no, but the thing that like I got that, but like then Georgia. every once in a while he sounded British. Like he would well, say I certain mean, things. No, no, I know he is British, but like but that's, that's me, not that's, that's not my point. That's no, but it's like, yeah, but I've never met a Southerner. Like I've you, been to the you've South. never been to Georgia. I have been to Georgia, but that's, that's because this is this is more of a historical accent. No, one, but why was he doing a historical accent? It's 2019. I don't, don't freaking care. I, dude, dude, yeah, I, I also like, didn't care. I I don't know that accent actually really threw me off, I, and it threw me off more as well. Because he was his his character has a French name, yeah, Benoit and so, Blanc, and so, so he's then, from, that means he's probably so he's from, from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, so maybe maybe he's Louisiana. Yeah, so maybe that's it's just something. Maybe it's an accent that is very lost on me. But I was like very confused when we first met him. I'm like, is he French? Is he Southern? Is he British? I really don't know. Yeah, he's from Louisiana. Um, that'd be my guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can buy that. Yeah, which, oh, dude, it, it was so good. What a what a babe that man is. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I've seen Daniel Craig in any other film. I think I might have seen him in James one. Bond. I haven't seen him in James Bond. You have not watched any of the James Bonds? Nope. Interesting. I don't... I, I do recommend the Daniel Craig ones. Casino Royale is good, but it also has probably the most awful torture scene that i've seen in a movie oh, oh cool. yeah yeah that is true um that. so for any of you who somehow haven't seen casino royale just be aware of that um especially i don't know if i'm gonna say that yeah no especially if you're a dude just <laughs> just yeah. no i think I've, uh, i think i know i think i know what that's yeah yeah um sweet isn't the one that comes after it quantum of solace yeah, 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 Solace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's okay. That one's medium. Um, Skyfall like Sky is good. I like Skyfall. Skyfall is good. Spectre was a little boring. Spectre was kind of medium. Yeah. So I think Casino Royale and um, and what was the other one we said? Skyfall. Sky. Those are the two highlights of the Daniel yeah. Craig movies. Um, in case you guys didn't know, except for Spectre. Wait, I think I might have seen Spectre actually. I have seen every single James Bond film. Oh wow. My dad and I watched them all over like the course of like a year. Interesting. And so I've seen everything from Doctor No to Spectre. And yeah. so if you guys ever want to talk about James Bond movies, you can talk about James Bond movies. Yeah. So there's two films that Alex needs to watch so that we can continue our next episodes of our podcast in time. Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons. <laughs> we will watch Angels and Demons. Good. And oh, no. also. <laughs> Uh, what was the other thing? We just we literally just James Bond. James <laughs> yeah. Bond. Oh, that's that's so um, many movies. I mean, we are literally sitting around doing 
I mean, actually, you have work. I have to work. Yeah. Okay, if I didn't have to work, I'd be so down to watch movies all day. <laughs> Dude, um, here's the here's the problem. I'm pretty sure my business, the the place I work at, is gonna get flagged as as essential. I th- I think it probably already has. They, yeah. They already did the things. Oh, they already did. It, yeah. I so think. and my my boss hasn't contacted me at all. So I think I'm gonna like. I'm not complaining about having about having to work because it's you know I can still make money, and spend my time doing something useful. But also, I would I wouldn't mind watching movies all day. Um. Yeah, so all, all overall, what would you guys rate Knives Out for you? Give, give me give me a rating and give me a favorite character. Oh. Okay, wait. Uh, we didn't get to hear either of your two ratings of Predestination. I, I said five. Five, you did say five. Okay, I think mine... I probably started out on that movie as like probably like an eight or nine out of ten. Having talked with you guys about it, I would lower it to like a six and a half to seven. For okay. me, I yeah. think that's like I don't think it's down at a it's five. It's not a bad movie. Like it's not oh. a terrible movie. It's, it's you know it's well filmed. I, I'm also I'm the first to tell you guys that the thing that I care about most in a movie is its plot. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've met a lot of different people. My mom is the same way. Uh, she you, really you would... loves good plot in a movie. My dad only watches movies to like see something cool happen. Mm-hmm. So, so he probably literally like Pacific Rim. <laughs> he what a did great film um oh. he also yeah so sometimes he'll just be like my mom and i'll be trying to like figure out a plot thing and he's like he's like there's not they're just talking like why are they just talking and it's not that he doesn't like my dad watches stuff other than just action movies like he watches suits suits isn't an action movie um but like I don't know. That's just kind of yeah. So I've never been around. I didn't grow up with anyone who like really cared about character mm-hmm. yeah. stuff. Not that I don't care about that, and I do love some, me some good characters. Bro, you should watch Hail Caesar. Everyone's like, oh, it's the worst Coen Brothers film. I love it because I don't know. I just really enjoy it. It's it's kind of like a bunch of of weird scenes. Yeah, it is a very weird movie. I okay. You gave your okay. No, your ratings. Uh, we got sidetracked. Yes. You gave your ratings Sorry. six and a half, seven. Um, knives out. I would rate knives out at like, I'm I, I, my rating system. I feel like works differently than some people. Yeah. Because like a nine is like incredibly hard to like attain. Like like a mm-hmm. nine is, um, you know I, I I couldn't even list that many movies that would be a nine. Oh, for dude, me. let's check my letter. Well, that's that's like that's also me. Sure. Like I'm. I to be clear, like yeah. Predestination was one of my favorite movies yeah. up until last night. Yeah. So <laughs> which we totally ruined. So that's um, good. I would rate I would rate Knives Out at a seven to seven and a half. Um, I I think that where. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I could necessarily like pin down what some of the things that I that I didn't like absolutely love about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, other than I, I I didn't come away with the same feeling that I have with you know certain films where I'm just like uh, you know blown away. Um, I guess I was partially unsatisfied with the like with the actual like. Uh, the way that the pro- plot resolved not the not the like twists and turns that it took but like the actual like buddy guy swipped the vials or switched the vials and then 
the like wrong the actual drug. plot. Yeah, yeah, like, like the, the like the like li- like the li- the literal like little pieces of um, information that made the thing sort of go along. I wasn't uh, like I said, I wasn't super crazy about us finding out so early that she did it. I think it worked out. I think it was cool, um, but it's right. still at the end of the day, when I was in the movie, I wasn't necessarily like incredibly like oh my goodness what's gonna happen now um and Mm -hmm. so i think that that second half the second half of the film while still good could have been better okay yep um yeah i think i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a a seven and a half or seven i don't know it's yeah it's it's definitely not like you know, like would you I... recommend that our listeners go and see Knives oh, Out? Yes, absolutely. The heck yeah. Would yeah, you yeah. recommend that they go see Predestination? Eh, yeah, you, you could probably take it or leave it, right? You could. I don't I, know. If dude, I, I'm I'm looking at my letterbox right now, and I'm I'm way too I'm way too generous with my ratings. I have six movies rated at five stars. That's too many. Do you um wait 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 sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you are a listener watching this and you've listened to this podcast, I would say. You probably don't need to see the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've explained it well enough. Um, yeah. If you've listened all the way through, I mean, if you probably don't need to see it. If if you if you've listened to that and and you still are interested, obviously still see it. I think I'm probably gonna give Knives Out a a tentative seven out of ten, but there with a caveat. I did not get to enjoy the, all the twists and turns. Yeah. I think yeah. that if I had, mm-hmm. I might have actually rated it higher. Okay. I, I think that I there's a good chance I would have rated that movie higher, but because I didn't actually get to to watch it for the first time, really, um, I it was really only a seven out of ten for me. Yeah, interesting. Do you guys have a favorite character in either of the films? I mean, there's a lot more interesting characters going on in in, in Knives Out. Um, I mean, I, okay, actually, I was, I was actually just thinking about this. My favorite character in Knives Out um, is actually Walt. Oh, Walt. Yeah, Walt is great. Dude. Oh. I, I don't know what it is. Like, his, his character is that, uh, that right amount of, of nuance for me. Nuanced. He, is, he is actually probably one of the most nuanced of the, of the side characters. Yeah. I'd also, like, I, I watched um, Ryan Johnson. He did a... A scene breakdown on whatever YouTube channel does the scene. Ryan breakdown. Johnson being the director of Knives Out and writer, um, but yeah, he did a breakdown. Apparently, Walt is like was like the funniest guy on set, and like a lot of a lot of his reactions were kind of like improvised and just you know just a mm. good time. Like he's a very and all like all all these actors just work so well together. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you why I'll tell you why I love Walt because Walt was somebody who spoke. Um, he spoke with like a certain amount of like reason. So when you, when you first are introduced to the character, he seems like the sane one, you know, he seems like this whole family of crazy. Not that everyone seems crazy, but everyone uh, seems, everybody seems crazy. I wouldn't say Jamie Lee Curtis's character seems super crazy. She seems pretty crazy. She seems crazy. Um, cause she, like, Okay, yeah. maybe, 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 maybe I'm Because, like, we're introduced to this... Cause, so, like, at the beginning of the film... We're I introduced agree to with Walt. you. He seems, like, the most reasonable. He's, we're introduced as Walt as, like, the one child who's never done anything for himself and just, like, was handed this thing. Yeah. And he kind of, like... And it, and it kind of has, like, this, like... Um, uh, 
endearing. Yeah, effect. like it's he's, it's something that like, we that like we feel as people a out lot, out like as regular people. people. Family, he's the underdog. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but then, <laughs> but then, uh, his son is a Nazi. Um, which, which like raises all kinds of questions around like his actual character. Yeah. Uh, and then also he, you know, like, uh, like three quarters into the film, he becomes like the person who directly confronts the main character and and is like, Hey, if you don't like give us this money, it's going to turn out real bad for you. Not only that though, if you guys notice the, besides... Um, Harlan, the guy who dies, the old man who mm-hmm. has all his kids. Yep. Um, Marta's only other like, like Marta knows everybody in the family and yep. is quote unquote friends with them. But like the person that calls her and that she calls for anything that she has questions about or sure. whatever is Walt. Right. Yeah. 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 And so that was probably of the people in the family one of her closer relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's interesting that he's the one, you know, like going to her. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I, I can I can get behind Walt as being a, as one of the best characters he's, in the movie. He's wonderful. Yeah, I um, I also just really enjoyed enjoyed Ransom. Yeah. Cause Honorary was, mention to the dogs. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Yeah. And and the spider crawling on friend's face. Yeah. That was that so was random. Gross. I did not yeah. know why the spider was there. Yeah, I dude, mean to say that to it, show no, that it she wasn't hadn't moved for a while. It obviously. was just it was just there, man. Yeah, just it was chilling. just kind of there. Um yeah, so so with ransom um I just enjoyed that you, you kind of can't really tell where he's coming from. At first he's just like, yeah, all you guys suck. And then it kind of seems like he's on he's on Mar- Marta's side. He's like, yeah, screw my family. I don't like him. I'm going to help you out now. But in reality, he's just trying to frame her the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really what, what if good. What if, speaking of which, when you did that, the, your Boston accent or whatever, yeah. what, what if we, we had Chris Evans in a mobster movie? Would you guys be into that? Yes. Uh, but I don't know. Um, Maybe Chris- probably the weirdest mobster movie I've ever seen wasn't a mobster movie at all. It was just like it did have something to do with like a organized crime. I don't think so. But it was a James Bond film. Uh, it was Roger Moore, I think. Was he was the longest running Bond? Yeah. Um, and it was in the seventies, so they took all the regular James Bond music but made it disco. <laughs> And oh, no. everyone, everyone this. in the movie was like part of some organized crime group, but they were all like um, African American dudes with afros and like the flared leg pants, and they called everyone baby. Hey baby, and it was hey, no, baby. they're just like, hey baby, how's and, it going, you know, baby? baby? Yeah, that was it. Was How you doing? it baby. was such an an odd like twist of genres for for James Bond? <laughs> yeah, but it was. I, I was really into it. I mostly mostly just because I I really like disco. But, um, yeah. Okay. Dude, so that that was cool. So, Knives Out, pretty good movie. Predestination, not as good of a movie. Um, and I'm just reading here. Uh, the not the Nazi child. Um, Jaden Martell's character was. Partly inspired by the Last Jedi's online trolls. <laughs> I love that. That 
Okay. And if you guys don't know, Ryan Johnson also directed the, the Star Wars The Last Jedi. It. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, the more important part in this case. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking more about plot and character stuff. Yeah. Favorite character. My favorite character in Knives Out? Yeah. Oh, favorite character in Knives Out. Okay, I will say, first of all, Predestination, my favorite character in Predestination, which is going to be weird because it's like one character, but yeah. I do think that each Jane, John, and the bartender yeah. are three different characters sure. yeah. for the purposes of the movie. Jane is my favorite character. Yeah, I would agree. Jane is the character you feel the most for. Yeah. Yep. Jane's the most likable. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. She yeah. also gets the most backstory. I mean, technically, it's all the same, <laughs> same backstory, backstory, but yeah. it's... She you get the, the most, most time with Jane. Screen time, yeah. 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 So, it makes sense. Um... In Knives Out, oh, ooh, you know I I really do like Marta. Mm-hmm. Yep, I I'm I'm very much the guy who just like always roots for the character that they tell the show tells you to root for. Team Marta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I really want to give some some credit. Um, huh. Ha ha ha. I I gotta look at this ca- this cast list here. Um, yeah, you know what? No, I'm just I'm just gonna give it I'm just gonna give it to Ana Damas. Okay, cool. Yeah, de de, de Armas. De Armas. Ana de Armas. Oh, de Armas. Is it? No, no, it's Armas, and I'll tell you why. Because if it was Armas, it would have a it would have a. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that because it's always that that that. Yeah, it's always the the second to last syllable. Yeah, um, so it's Ana de Armas. Yes, Ana de Armas. Yeah, I I really liked how she did that character. Yeah, she did a really good job. Yep, and also it's just really weird that she's 32. She it is very strange. she's like because the character is probably like somewhere between 19 and 25. Yeah, definitely. Um. Actually, wait. No, she can't be 19 because she's done nursing school. Yes. Um, and I think they say registered nurse, so which would be like four years. Yeah. So, so she's, she's probably at, at least like 22. Or at least 22, yeah. yeah. So. Um, but still, she does not look 32. Which is besides the point. Also, maybe why she's been selected to be the next Bond girl. Yeah. Yeah, I still think that this was like just them testing to see if she played well with Daniel Craig. Um, is it the same uh, studio? I I don't know. Like this isn't a Christopher Nolan situation where he just keeps hiring the same actors again. Well, yeah, but like the the, the that would. Well, you guys know about the prestige and how like it's literally just Christian Bale and uh, what's what's the who's Hugo the guy who plays Weaving. Albert in in the Dark Knight? Oh, the. Michael or Alfred, Kane. Alfred, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Kane. yeah. So Michael Caine and Christian Bale are in the Prestige because they had just finished doing all the Batman movies. And Christian uh, or Christopher Norton's like, hey, Christopher Norton, Christopher Norton, what's his name? Nolan, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Norton <laughs> is a uh, piano composer. Get your Norton antivirus. Norton, no, please sponsor no, us. No, no, Christopher Norton is a piano composer. He's a modern Canadian oh, can- piano composer. Yeah. I played. Piano yeah, 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 books yeah, yeah, of his. Yeah. Norton. Um, that's why I got confused, and I am sorry. Wait, hold on. I there's also yeah, I had to right. say Christian Bale and then Christopher Nolan, and 
Ah, fun fact about Christopher Norton. <laughs> he was born in New Zealand, a place that... Wow, we were just covering all the topics today, I guys. This has been the least focused podcast. For a full year. We kind of covered the topics we tried to talk about. We talked about all the things we, we wanted did, to talk about. We did about. talk about all the things we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we did. Um, um, <laughs> We did the um. 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 um uh, We're sorry for your ears. Maybe big kind boy. of. Um <laughs> also Are you going to bring up the fact that you yeah, know this guy from dude, Atlanta? So good. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh He also plays a character so in a cute. TV show? Movie? Yes, TV, TV show, show called TV Atlanta. show Atlanta. Watching watching Atlanta and then watching this is really funny because he plays a really really different character. Right, he's really crazy in Atlanta, but he's a straight edge cop. Yeah, I'm a cop. In Knives Out. Hi yeah, there. I'm a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. really really funny. Um, watch Atlanta; it's really inappropriate. So maybe don't watch Atlanta, don't but watch also Atlanta. it's pretty funny. It has bad words in it. Yep. Yeah. Etc. Um, just unlike this podcast, <laughs> we have said no bad words. Mostly nitpicking. Heck, that's a bad word. Not unlike our podcast. No, wait, exactly unlike our podcast. Never mind. Okay, sorry. Yes. I was just making a Nando V movies reference. Yeah. Um, the podcast that this podcast is trying to be. No, it's not. No, no, because because we're also if you I've guys already know Nando V movies. Um, so yeah, we're good. We we're are going to cover topics other than just films. We're yeah. going to talk about. Video games, maybe, and also TV shows, maybe, maybe. and also music, music, maybe. for sure. Also um, critics, maybe. We might critique critiques. Yeah. Give our hot takes on the latest reviews. Like Ralph the Movie Maker's review of Cats or his review of Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, but you just oh, need to, wow. Just watch like the first section. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> watch it. There's like first a, couple of minutes. Oh yeah. my goodness. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. We watched it's, it. It had, it had Alex is dying We watched on it last night and I was, I was losing my mind. It was insane. Um, so to close this out, please sponsor me, Arizona. The state, not the drink. The state, not the drink. But if we have to settle for the drink... Is it America's whatever. Golden State? I don't remember what they the put on there. No, Golden State, state is California. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's check out Arizona. It's literally a basketball I remember team. The, the what, best Golden one. State. What's the New Mexico sign? Can one of you look up the New Mexico sign? I, don't I have a good that. story about the New Mexico sign. I'm looking... This, I'm, is, my, this is our sign-off. I don't want Arizona State University. <clears throat> I want just the state of Arizona. What, is it, what, what does it say? The land of enchantment. Yeah, okay, so New Mexico, I think, said, like, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. And it was literally just, like, lit, like, piles of, like, beer cans That's right perfect. by the sign. That's beautiful. <laughs> and it was, like, it the was, like, a rusted out old sign. It was, it was nasty. And we're, it literally was, like, the craziest part is that transitioning from Arizona to New Mexico, it would, like, just changed completely. Yeah, dude, everyone so. loves New Mexico. And I'm trying to look up what Arizona's thing is. Um, Arizona, we are hot. We exist. Uh, the motto is uh, "God enriches." Ditat Deus. Interesting. Is that, is that that the thing they put on their sign? I don't think it is. I don't know. That's just their official motto. Um, their, look up the, the their Arizona nicknames sign. are the Grand Canyon State, the Copper State, and the Valentine State. 
Okay. I don't. I, why Valentine's? Arizona stateside. I don't. I don't want to know. The Grand Canyon State welcomes you. I mean, wow. yeah, they, they, they have all, the Grand Canyon. They're all so calling it the Grand Canyon that's, State. That's kind of lame. That's their thing, dude. Arizona's a really weird place. If you guys have never I been also there, don't. I also didn't know the Grand Canyon was in Arizona. That's how okay. good my American geography okay, okay. is. Okay, uh, my American geography is actually pretty. Yeah, small. well, you. Oh, it was admitted into the Union all on February fourteenth. Wait, I, what? It was uh, Arizona was admitted into the Union on February fourteenth earlier oh. this year. Oh, uh, wait, what? What Union? What are you talking the about? The Union, United, United States. States of America. Wait, it wasn't. It wasn't part of the original. No, it's too far west to be part of the. the oh, original I see what you're saying. February fourteenth of this year. I was like, twenty <laughs> twenty. <laughs> we out here in twenty twenty. Dude, Arizona is um, finally part of the U.S. Wow. They just yeah. added it. Okay, DLC. No, so in case you guys don't know, <laughs> whenever you think of Arizona, we think of like the Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. It's Yeehaw. like the flat like thing, or we think of like Radiator Springs and like cars or something. Yeah. Where it's like all the red rock mesas that sort of thing that's only the southern part of arizona the, if you go north when do you start getting up to like flagstaff which is right before the grand canyon yeah all of a sudden you just go into mountainous territory <gasps> it, you <sighs> get pine trees and snow everywhere and then you hit the grand canyon and it's like what like how do you literally go in like a two-hour drive from red rock mesas to like pine trees and snow they build the houses completely differently it looks like you just like left Arizona and moved to Canada. You know what that makes me say? Live, laugh, bruv. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I've never I've never been outside of Canada. I have. 